Hey, Redheads and everyone else listening, I'm Stephanie. I'm Adrienne, and today's episode is with Sophie Everhard. We're so excited to talk to her. She's an actress, model, an entertainment executive, and of course, a natural redhead. Uh, We first connected with her when we were launching our finely glossy hair product in June, and we've loved following her on social media ever since. We handpick all of the influencers that we work with for our product launches, which at the end of this podcast episode, we'll share some details about some of our new launches, which we're so excited about. But we're really excited to talk to Sophie today because she's best known for her role as Dylan Marvel in the Warner premiere movie, The Click, based on New York Times bestselling book. She appeared in TV shows in Nickelodeon, ABC, Family, and The CW, many national commercials, and most recently, she worked with Sarah V and T-Mobile. So we have so much to talk to her about. I feel like I love to talk to ambitious redheads too, Steph, because I feel like Mm -hmm. we have so much in common with them that I'm like, oh my God, you know, um, how are you doing this and that? And I feel like she's been working like so much in her life for being so young. Yeah, and I think it's always fun to talk to someone who's that we've worked with that it's been, you know, uh, interesting to see like the content that she's created for Finally Glossy, loved her video. Um, and then now having her on our podcast and she is doing great things. Um, she currently lives in New York City, but she splits her time between New York City and L.A., um, and she graduated from NYU. Um, so we'll hear a little bit more too about her, her journey being a redhead. And it's fun too, to see her love, want to talk about her outfits. I think that too, it's always fun to have guests on who we follow on Instagram yeah. or TikTok. And then you can kindly, finally like talk to them one-on-one and learn kind of just about their content, their videos and, I just I love her outfits. I think that, you know, what she does with the the music with an outfit and then her her style is really awesome too. So, and then of course we'll go into beauty, but her handle for Instagram, it's Sophie Anna, so I will definitely include that in the podcast notes so you can get some inspiration too by following her and um yeah, I think that it's just something really fun to have on influencers in this day and age, of course, you know, everything being so, you know, focused on social media, TikTok, Instagram, to finally be able to talk and interact with redheads. And that's why we really enjoyed doing our street interviews, right, Adrian? Because we say, you know, we're just picking random people off the street. We don't know if they have an influence, uh, like an influence background. But I think it's been really cool to get their handles like after we've interviewed them and then see like what they're doing in their life. Like a lot of like, yeah, like one of them I think was a photographer we interviewed and we released that one Mm -hmm. recently from New York and that guy was a dancer. So it's just really, everyone has such cool lives. (laughs) I know. I know. And speaking of cool lives, Sophie is the former head of operations at So Far Sounds, a global live experiences company that's been named the world's second most innovative company in music, where she spent a decade growing the company. And we know she's kind of in a really exciting point in her life where she Mm. is taking on a new endeavor. And so, yeah, I think that we're going to be really pumped to talk to her and get to know her. So let's call her up. Redheads, have you heard? We added our first hair care product to the How to Be a Redhead beauty line. It's called Finely Glossy, and it's a shine and luminosity shampoo for redheads. Like all of our products, it's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. Give luminosity and radiance to your red hair without color depositing. Redheads, we can now rejoice. Finally, there are products for us. Shop Finely Glossy and our line of brow and mascara products. Finally have brows and finally have lashes at shop.howtobearedhead.com. Hey, Sophie, it's Stephanie and Adrian on the How to Be a Redhead podcast. How are you doing? Hello, fellow redheads. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Yay, we're so excited to have you. So we want to get right into it. A question we ask all of our guests who have red hair is, what was it like for you growing up as a redhead? I am the only redhead in my family. 
Okay. And I have two sisters who don't have red hair. No one in my extended family has red hair. And from a very young age, I think it really impacted my personality and my who, how I define myself as a person um, because I was born bright red and no one knew where it came from. Mm. And my mom always wow. tells yeah. My mom always tells um, the story that when I was like a child and she'd be pushing me around in the stroller, people would come up and try to touch my hair and be like, oh, so beautiful. And I would growl at them as a child. You didn't like it from uh, the start. Do you, uh, yeah, I wonder. We'll probably get into it, but I wonder if you still don't like it. <laughs> I don't know if I was growling at being a redhead. I was growling at them maybe approaching me right. and like fawning over it. But I started acting professionally when I was six. And I think that being a redhead was a really big factor into why I started so young and also like why I saw some success. And so growing up, even though I was definitely made fun of, um, I was definitely kicked on Kick a Ginger Day in, in jest by my friends. Um, yeah, yeah. But and in the era of South Park and Daywalkers, mm-hmm, a lot of kind of poking fun, but it did ultimately bring me a lot of the best things in my life, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. And out of curiosity, where were you raised? Where are you from originally? I grew up mostly in California and Los Angeles. That's where I went to high school and where I go home for the holidays now. But I was raised um, as a young girl in Colorado. Okay. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, you know, I was just wondering because we talked to so many redheads and it seems like everyone's story can be different based off of where they live. So I was just I was just wondering. But yeah, we also Adrian and I both were raised or born, I should say with vibrant red hair. And our (laughs) mom is not a redhead. She has blonde hair. So growing up, everyone did want to touch our hair, ask is she the mother, or even ask like, did we did she dye our hair, Mm -hmm. which is absurd when you're looking at a toddler like you think a parent would actually you know dye their child's hair so we are in the same boat with you we were around I think Adrian we were in grade school or something when South Park came out right I don't know exactly when it came out I don't know when when it came out I do remember I never heard of it I was actually thinking about it today but I, I never ever heard about South Park until it was high school, I was at like one of my friend's boyfriend's house or something, or we're turning on TV and they loved South Park. It was like still on <laughs> at that time. I graduated in 2005 and um, they brought it up. They were like, oh yeah, like they brought it up like Daywalker, Ginger. I didn't even know what they were talking about. I just kind of like brushed it off and it was the first time I ever heard of it. And it wasn't until we started How to Be a Redhead that I realized how many people were bullied because of that episode. And I was, and I thought, oh, wow, maybe I was being teased for it. And I just didn't even know what they were talking about because I didn't watch the show. <laughs> so maybe that was yeah. brilliant that I was kind of like <laughs> aloof about it. Totally. Yeah. I think I was around the same age. It was like, I was just young enough where it wasn't like too harsh of right. bullying and teasing, but it definitely has colored <laughs> the kind of comments that I still get today from people who are aware of that or it's just like infiltrated pop culture. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So now, okay, The Click. Um, we know that it's based on off of a New York Times bestselling book where you play Dylan Marvel. Um, but for our listeners who maybe have never heard of the show, um, talk to us about what it's about and yeah, just, yeah. And in you case. must be so excited too. So right. Like congrats. That. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, well it's, it technically came out 15 years ago this October, November. So it is, um, a, one of my proudest achievements, but it, uh, it's having a bit of a resurgence right now on the internet because of TikTok, which that's has been why. okay, okay. Because oh, everything we were looking why. up like makes it seem that that you know that's TikTok for you. It makes it seem like all the stuff is new when you see a clip. So it came out 15 years ago. Yeah, in, no- in November it'll be 15 years since this film came out, and oh I wow, like just, okay. It came out before social media, as we know it today. Like I remember making my Facebook page on set, making my Facebook page on set. Wow. So not even Instagram, like we weren't even there yet. And so, um, I was 14 when I filmed it. I was a freshman in high school and I had actually moved to Los Angeles from Colorado to pursue acting. And it was funny that you mentioned that redheads from around the, you know, the world or the U S have had different experiences with growing up based on where they live. And I do remember like a shocking 
experience when I moved to LA. And that was, I was around super, super tall, super, super tan, super, super blonde people everywhere. And I am none of those things. And it was definitely kind of a change in like the makeup of the people around me compared to Colorado. Because I looked the way that I looked, I booked this role, which was specifically for a redhead. And so a lot of the roles that I ended up booking throughout my acting career were written or, you know, imagined as being for a redhead. So that's part of the reason why I do have like a a big love for my hair and how I look and being a natural redhead, because even though it is so specific and can be pigeonholed, can pigeonhole me or typecast me, there's also so much opportunity for redheads. You guys, I think we might talk about this a bit later. Um, yeah, right. But yeah, just last thing on the click, it's, I like to call it like Mean Girls for 12 year olds. It's based on this like series of books that was written um, throughout the early to mid 2000s. There's like 36 books or something like that. And uh, the author, Lisey Harrison, created this whole world for these 12 year old fashionistas who live in Westchester and cool. are mean but also best friends. <laughs> Oh. And it went a little viral on the internet. Yeah, that's so wow, cool. That's I feel awesome. like everything everything's having a resurgence. That was really great, right? Like you think about all the shows. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised some shows haven't come back that are so popular. But I think sometimes I wonder if back then things were actually just made better because I'm like, oh my gosh, another show's coming back. I mean, can't we do anything original? <laughs> you know, yeah. so I can see why because people there must be a big fan base there. Yeah, my theory is that all of the fangirls of the early 2000s are now like power executives at companies Love and that. at, you know, places that have true could be stuff. And so myself as a millennial, like I'm feeling nostalgia for all of these things that I now have power to like uplift and promote and talk about. So that's my, my theory is that the fangirls have grown up and they're taking over the, the C-suite. Yeah. That's really <laughs> cool. That. That's a really, I like that a lot. Yeah. And so you have fun in, you have a fun, unique way of putting together outfits. You put together looks inspired by songs, which is amazing. I, Adrian and I were talking about that prior to having you on. Um, which song has inspired an outfit recently? Yeah, this has been really fun. I'm definitely getting more into like my own personal aesthetic and like trying to be a little bit more bold. I actually talk about this relatively frequently online, but I like never wore red for a really, really long time mm. because I'm pretty sure as a girl, I was told yeah. like redheads can't wear red. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's not true though. It's not true. Yeah. And so I'm, I really try to incorporate red into a lot of my outfits now. My closet has totally changed in the past like year and a half, two years. Um, but what's stuck in my head right now and what I think I'm going to make an outfit for after this is the new Jungle song back on 74. It's like a oh, I've never heard of it. 60, 70s kind of groovy tune. Um, it's like upbeat, but also like slow, easy listening at the same time. And I'm very into anything like kind of 60s, 70s rock disco inspired. So Fleetwood Mac. I oh, you know, love Fleetwood Mac. Jones. Yeah. So is your style, your personal style more 60s and 70s? Like how would you describe your style right now? This is a fun question because my partner, my boyfriend, he is a creative director and he actually helped me create like a style guide because oh, he was for really your wardrobe. Sick. Yeah. Wow. What, what a sick of my Keep him. I would never, Keep him. Wow. I would never have my husband pick out my clothes. No. I that's amazing. I mean, I wish that he could. Um, <laughs> wow. So he created. So did he help you? What does that mean exactly? Did he help you like pick out certain pieces or was it more just like the vibe of your look? A combination of both. Really, he was sick of me being late every day, every weekend before we went out because I was tearing apart my closet and I was consistently saying I hated all my clothes and I didn't like how I feel like we've all gone through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he was like, this is annoying. You don't have to hate all your clothes. Like, let's fix this. And so... He helped me first by kind of like figuring out the general vibe and aesthetic. So he was like, you tend to gravitate towards these types of silhouettes and these types of things. And then we went to like what colors look good on me. And then we went to what fabrics kind of align with the color scheme and the aesthetic. And so my style guide, 
that I'm doing my best to abide by now by myself. Like for a while, he really helped me by like picking out stuff. And now I'm really trying. Wow. But it's um, 60s and 70s inspired, leaning towards kind of like disco vibes in primarily wearing silks and satins in uh, vibrant jewel toned Mm. uh, colors. Very redhead oh, friendly. I love, I love that. that. Yeah, yeah. And is, are you talking about like fall or is that throughout the year? Because you no, know seasons year change. Round, okay. My year round guide. I love, I that. love that. And I you like, do you I'm like, not wearing my style guide right now? This is what this is. My I love it. No, it's I mean so our listeners obviously can't see you, but I was going to compliment that. It's it's green, right? It's like it yeah, it's, it's a pretty green. green. Green is my favorite color. I'm wearing it green too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing gray, which I have to get out of gray. It's just. It's sometimes just easy to wear. Um, and then I did have another random question. Do you have any favorite? Do you shop mainly online or in the store? I know you're in New York City, so you have an array of like the best stores, you know, ever. But what's that? What's that kind of like? Oh, yes, I pretty much exclusively shop at sample sales that anyone can shop at. Oh, I used to do I, sample sales back in the day. I think the pandemic made a lot of them go online and a lot of them have stayed online. Some of them more like, not like they're more like, um, overstock in a way. It's not necessarily yeah. like just like a sample piece. Right. So there mm-hmm. are these two companies, um, that I've, I'm on their newsletters and anytime they have a sale that I'm, that's where I'm looking. So it's called eclipse and two sixty sample sale. Okay. And they have online and in-person stuff in New York and LA, but that is where I get like 90% of my clothes. Wow. that's And it's nice too, because you know, you're getting, whether it's designer or not, but like good quality and not, um, you know, that everyone's wearing like the same thing from H&M probably or Zara, you know, you're getting something really unique. Exactly. Do you two have a go-to right now for shopping? Oh my God. I'm actually in this thing, Adrian, I didn't even tell you where, like I'm not shopping at like, I think our style, Adrian and I, is both kind of similar but different. Um, but I, I had a baby recently, so I had my second. So I need, like, quick, fast pieces because I can't be in my closet getting ready for a long period of time. So basics are really have become my go-to. The only thing with basics is, like, I think Adrian and I used to love, like, Gap back in the day. But then, like, the quality of their clothes, I will say, like, isn't the same. But and so I'm trying to branch out and I buy obviously online because I cannot, I tried to go to the mall one time with my whole crew, you know, like my, pa- my, not my parents, my parents were just here last week and my mom wanted to go to the mall. But before my husband came and my son, and it was a nightmare, couldn't even make it into like Madewell and Sephora. So I was like, I'm just going to do everything online. So now I just bought a couple pieces from a random store called Under the Canopy, like so my go-to now has been finding rare finds like online on random retailers that isn't your standard like places that you would find in a mall or a shopping center. Um, so that's kind of what I've been doing. Adrian, how about you? Um, you know, I, I have one of my best friends is in the city. He lives on the Upper West Side and he and, and like we talk, you know, we'll talk about about, you know, things that are in now and stuff. And I'm just such like a basic, I'm so basic when it comes to, and I think I'm just getting better at having basics. You know what I mean? Like actually, like if I have like five, yeah, if I have like five things that I like, then I try to just do something that's higher quality. Did Steph, are you saying the same thing? Like just like, I was just saying I need basics because of my day to day. And also like I'm getting spit up on a lot. So I can't like be wearing, I can't be wearing like $150 t-shirt. I just can't because- I don't know if it's going to get stained. Yeah. So that's yeah. I, I just I feel like we both t- are really basic though. Like I, 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 I will wear things that are out of my realm, but it will be, you know, I've really loved like everything I see on Reformation. I love. And yeah. Stephanie and I were recently in LA and we like meant to go into the store, but I just feel like I, you know how like their pieces, like you can just wear them all the time. They're, they look so good. Like you yes. could wear a, like some of their dresses you could wear to a wedding or you could like wear out to dinner. And I'm like, I'm yeah. all about that. And I love their mission. But I love like, I love that kind of simplicity. You know, my, yeah. friend, my friend's yeah. always like, you're very Jennifer Aniston. I'm like, because I wear black constantly. <laughs> so I No, I know. You I'm notice, constantly like, wearing only, black. She only wears black. Yeah. It's like black, gray and white. I know. And I'm trying to think of I'm me personally, I'm trying to do quality over quantity. So instead of having like, 10 leggings, I would rather just have 
two really whether you know expensive mm -hmm. good quality ones than like all of these ones from some random random places absolutely i'm going through that same kind of yeah. mentality transition as well yeah and, and it's hard as the oldest of i have two little sisters and you guys obviously okay. are our sisters how was sharing clothes growing up? Was that a thing you did? Was it drama? I need oh, to know. So much drama. I, I am the oldest, but I stole all of Stephanie's clothes. And that, you know, I he, still will. So... I still would. If like she allowed me in her closet, I would still go in there to this day. She would get so, so, so mad. Abercromb Abercrombie and Hollister were like really big when we were in high school. I remember? So, wow. Which, which one of my girlfriends in New York City said that Abercrombie is kind of becoming like really popular now. I just and bought I a pair did... of pants from them. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I know. They're really hip. You should see them though. They're like drawstring high up. They're like faux leather and they're hunter green. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. My girlfriend, Bridget, Bridget Adrian, yeah. she is obsessed with Abercrombie. So um, yes, but growing up, I took really good care of my pieces and I had like a really organized closet. And then Adrian would just grab, I'll never forget, I bought this new shirt from... Abercrombie, I think, and it was blue. Adrian, do you remember? Yeah, it was blue and, and white. you took it out of my <laughs> closet, and I came right downstairs, and I was like, "Mom, Adrian took my shirt." Um, but before that, I don't remember anything prior. I don't know anything like in grade school. I think we went to a private. We went to a Catholic private school, so we wore uniforms, mm. and that's kind of in my mind what I thought, what I think about. But no, we never wore clothes, and then. We went backpacking when we were 18 and we could only bring Adrian and I, we did it together and we could only bring what was in our backpack. And of course she forgot so many pieces and had to like wear all my clothes, but I was short. All I had was like three shirts and she wants to use a shirt. And we had, this was like, this was an, an intense back, backpacking trip where we had to like put our clothes in the sink at some of these hostels to wash them. Stephanie and then did she's over the there wondering. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah, her clothes, right? So they were all my clothes. And then she forgot like self tanner. We got in a huge fight <laughs> in this village in Northern Italy. Everyone was looking at us and we had to spend, we were on a budget every day and Adrian forgot some of the Remember this Adrian? I was so upset. That, that, that was such an essential budget. for me. That was such we an had essential. All, <laughs> I know we had sunless tanner and black mascara. <laughs> right, but we had a, we used all of our remaining budget for the day on the self tanner and then I think that night we had I mean we would never do this now but like we were 18 and on a very limited budget um we had to eat baguettes that night for dinner. Do you remember? I can't even imagine doing that now. But yeah, back then. <laughs> so Sophie, wait, how was it growing up with two sisters being the oldest? Because you and Adrian are both the older sisters. How did you have a soft spot because they were your younger sisters? Oh, yeah. I love my sisters. We are my whole family. My whole nuclear family is really, really close. And we actually just got back from a big family vacation with all five of us, which we haven't done in a while. I saw I and saw your Instagram before this or TikTok. I saw like you did something about your freckles. Did you? Did you? Or maybe, yes, maybe did. you did something yep. close to your freckles. It looked so pretty. Yeah. And my little sister left a nice comment because I didn't give her photo credit because I made her sit at the front of the boat with me and take cute photos. She's my Gen Z sister. So I go to her now for of all oh, yeah. of my hip needs. She shops at Abercrombie. So their rebrand, I think, has been a success. Oh my God. And I have to say, you Google anything and who's ever doing their Google ads, I mean, I'm, I know it's Abercrombie. So they probably have a, such a big budget. They are like all over the Google shopping thing. And then I click it. And I don't know, a part of me is like, oh, I'm 34. Like, should I be shopping Abercrombie? But Adrian, you got pants there. And <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And someone asked me like when I wore them recently, like last month when I was in the city, someone was like, where'd you get them? And I was kind of embarrassed to, to tell them like Abercrombie. But now I think I'm just going to own it and be like Abercrombie. Yeah, you could say A and F and see what they say. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's just like boutique designer that I found. Called A and F. <laughs> They've been around a while. <laughs> Yeah, that's so funny. I know. It's like style. So yeah, it's just, um, I think it evolves as you get older. And because you you change throughout your life, right? So and okay, so you moved to LA at 13 to start your acting career. I know that you mentioned that earlier on. Since then, have you noticed more 
opportunities for redheads and model, modeling and acting. Um, we feel like, you know, we always talk about this at How to Be a Redhead is that you see a lot more redheads in advertisements now, especially on TV commercials. Yeah. I think in general, there is a lot more diversity in media now overall for all people who don't look like your traditional model or actor or actress. Looking back, comparing, you know, what things were like 15 years ago, I think there's been a huge change. Um, you know, I, I also think back to when I was auditioning in high school and I was pretty much always going out for like the quirky best friend or the mean girl sidekick. They were always kind of these like side parts, kind of um, secondary to the lead. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, I'm just going to go ahead and give, I mean, Emma Stone, Jessica Chastain, like they have really, they're my two like leading lady redheads. I was going to ask you how you felt about, about Jessica Chastain in, in particular, because she's really broke. Uh, I feel like she broke the mold. Oh my God. I mean, I think she is such a, she is like the perfect leading lady. And I love mm-hmm. that she happens to be a redhead. redhead. What would you do if you saw her on the street in New York City? It's kind of like if you saw Sarah Jessica Parker, I think I'd like cry. (laughs) I would probably just look. Um, I would just look and well, okay, this is, she is my, my partner's celebrity crush. So I would probably have to go say hi. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I would definitely, if I saw Jessica Chastain on the street, I would 100% go up to her. And Julianne Moore. I would feel, I feel like I, I feel like we Well, yeah, because Julianne Moore would be in like her Burks, just like chilling in the West Village. She's out and around in New York too. Yeah. When I was in college, I went to NYU. I saw her twice in one day and I was like, this is a sign. I'm going to be cast to play her daughter in a film. And oh, that hasn't been perfect yet, for that. It still might be a sign. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, if I, I, if I ever I, saw her, yeah. I wanted to ask too, um, what, you know, I, I always love to ask people about confidence because I feel like that's such a big part of our brand. And I give actors and actresses the utmost credit for just their confidence that, you know, you guys have Mm -hmm. to really believe in yourself. I think that's what I love. Like you guys really believe in yourself. You're always auditioning. And even if you get no's, you have to really be like, no, I'm great. And that's hard to do year after year. And that's why why Jessica Chastain is someone to really honor because like, wow, you know, she must have been through a lot and got a lot of no's. So what advice do you give to people who, number one, are maybe just redheads, they're not even actresses or actresses, and they're having a hard time with confidence? And number two, like, what about people who are actresses and actresses? Like, what do you, what advice do you give them about just keep going or find your passion? Oh, my goodness. Well, confidence is one way to look at it. Delusion is another. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, that's funny. (laughs) I I would have to say that, you know, this and this has been said to me forever, and I do think about it sometimes, but you know, how many how many times has a person come up to me and, you know, said, I wish I could buy I wish I could go to the salon and get my hair dyed that color. Like I know. Not that, not that like having red hair is, is everything, but it's almost like a grass is greener type of thing, right? Like if you're ever feeling down, um, someone probably wants to be you. <laughs> yeah. I mm-hmm. agree. Someone would like die to be a redhead and naturally. Yeah. yeah. And I think like in general, my focus, like what keeps me going and why I'm still like acting and in that world while also pursuing other careers is that at the end of the day, I find it fun and I, I enjoy yeah. doing it. So if you're doing something and you're not feeling confident, maybe, maybe it's not something you should be doing or like find find a place or a community or a hobby that makes you feel good, makes you feel confident that you feel like you can be an expert in um, and lean into that. I think that I, I personally um, definitely lost a lot of confidence after um, – college when I was trying to audition. Well, I was auditioning, but I wasn't booking, needed to get a new agent and a manager. And it was a really tough competitive time because I had been out of the business for a couple of years while I was in school and re-entering the business. I was with a bunch of fresh like theater school grads and I hadn't gone to theater school and I really struggled. And I kind of stepped away from acting because of that. And because I felt like, you know, maybe I, maybe I'm not good enough or talented enough. And 
I ended up finding my professional career. Um, not that my acting career is not professional. No, no, no. I ended up that's finding- our next question. We were, we're asking you about your professional career too. I ended up finding a different career and, and, and um, really excelling and like moving up the you know ladder really quickly and finding new strengths and getting really, really confident. And that actually, I think, helped me get to where I am today now, which is back getting back into acting. I have a new agent and a new manager. I have some projects coming out um, because I kind of have found that I, I don't need to get all of my confidence and all of my, um, you know, all of my maybe like your momentum joy in life from, yeah. one, from one thing I, mm-hmm. I can have that joy and that um power and that expertise come from different areas and so that's definitely been a real journey i think i've grown a lot in looking at kind of where i was um when i moved to new york in 2011 and and now yeah that's so that's so great have you um i'm sure everyone loves the author colleen hoover i've talked about her a few times right and everyone's like let's uh it ends with us and that book. Mm-hmm. But there's one, have you heard of it or have you read it? November 9. I think it's just November 9. I haven't read it, but I've been stopped okay. on the street by like two people in the past year saying that I look like how they imagine a character in that book to look. I, I actually I actually could agree with that. Like um so they for for it ends with us, um what's her name? Um oh who's the actor who's gonna be playing Lily? Um she's not a natural redhead. She's married to Rhino Ryan Reynolds, uh, Blake Lively. Blake Lively mm-hmm. is playing a natural redhead. Yes, I read that character. It's really crazy. Like, I mean, I love Blake Lively and everything, but when you read the book, she's like 23, 24 years old. Sophie, you would be perfect for her. Like, she's like natural. She's like, there's something like bohemian, but like really like soulful about her. Yeah, I'm like really surprised that they picked Blake Lively. But anyway, November 9 is another book that she wrote. And it talks about how... Um, she lives in LA and she moves to New York city to pursue acting Mm. and she ended up finding through like a lot of the rejections year after year that she loves teaching acting. And so then she ended up moving back to LA and opened up like a big studio and like, I won't ruin the story for you, but it was really nice. Cause I was just like, Oh, I love that. Like, that's a beautiful moment where you have, you know, a situation where you're like, I'm going to be an actor, but it turns into something different and something she's really passionate about. So definitely read it if you have time. What you're doing now currently as a profession, um, you spent almost a decade building a company that helps new music artists connect to fans through intimate live shows. Have you noticed a connection between an artist's visual style and their ability to build a following? Tell us about this new profession. It's technically, I guess, not new because it's been a decade, but Walk us through kind of how this came about too. Yeah. So for the past 10 years, I have been at a company called So Far Sounds, and it's this global network of music lovers and performers on every continent except for Antarctica. Cool. It's everywhere. And I went to my first concert in 2013. So it was just a hobby being run by people who wanted to support the local artists in their community. I went when I was studying abroad at NYU and it was in this artist loft. People were speaking German, English, French, and there was really unique musicians. And we literally passed around a hat to put in, you know, euros at the end of the night to pay the artists. And I thought it was just such an amazing, unique experience that I came back to New York. I stayed involved and I ended up being hired uh, as one of the early hires right when they got some funding. They, cool. Wow. Yeah, they're like backed by Virgin, Richard Branson. Yeah. A couple other awesome investors. And the company grew a lot. And I was always working on the live experience side. So running the team, helping um, to scout and uh, support artists, putting on amazing events. Um, and it... Is a very amazing company. I left last year and I've been on a bit of a sabbatical. Okay. Which has Good for been you. Yeah. Very well-deserved, especially after working through the entirety of the pandemic at a live events company. I was just going right. Wow. Oh my gosh. I was just going to ask you that because what was that like because of everything that evolved during COVID and social distancing. And I mean, COVID is still around. So how has that, how, how has that been? 
Yeah, it was extremely difficult. Um, all of our, our entire business was, you know, generating revenue from selling tickets to live events in people's homes where we overstuffed the rooms and you were surrounded by strangers. So it was the last thing that anyone wanted to do. Wait, so sorry, the events are in people's homes? Yeah. So the events are in like places you wouldn't normally see music. So it started in living rooms. And Mm. since then we've expanded to host in other like non-traditional spaces. So one of my favorite venues in New York City is the basement of a church in the Lower East Side. So cool. You like there's yeah. like no directions. You have to have like three like crew members pointing people where to go because it's hard to find. Um, so it's okay. kind of and you, don't, you don't know where you're going until the day before, and you don't know who's playing until you get there. So this, there's this element of surprise um, and exploration. Wow. Okay. So now it's now 2023. COVID. Like yeah. So talk. How yeah. how is it now? Um, they're back. They're rolling. They're they're crushing it. They're doing great, and they're putting on more and more shows and supporting more and more artists and in more and more ways. And it is it makes my heart melt a little bit thinking about how this small little thing that was a hobby that I was doing with some friends has now turned into like a global yeah. platform that that supports people all over the world and offers community to people all over the world. Wow. That's um, so great. I'm so glad to be a part of the community, even though I'm not working there full time anymore. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you're, you're in this like transition in your life, really. Like this is like a really exciting time for you. Definitely. This past year has been really impactful and I, I don't think I'll fully understand the impact for a little bit, um, but I... I am starting something new in a week, which is why I just oh. I just stepped out to get my new work computer. Oh, great. oh that's new so great. Oh, my gosh. We, we love new computers. We don't know what kind of computer you got, but Adrian and I yeah. love computers. I'm so excited. Yeah. Good for you. That's great. Do you put that's... a sticker on your computer? Are you sticker people? Are you case people? Case. Case and like yeah. laptop carrier. We always do laptops. Yeah. We've tried with the desktops, but we just like, yeah. I, need, I need to carry it around with me everywhere. Yeah, I carry and I carry it everywhere. I mean, it's in my my purse, my diaper bag. I carry it around the house. But no, I don't have any stickers on. I did with my old computer. You did, and it's so funny. I gave it. I gave that computer to my husband, and now that's like just his house computer. But it's like all like you know stickers that don't have anything that he like likes. Out of your or... redhead, red hair, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it says some some other things that he's like, why is this on my computer? I think if it was up to him, he'd have like a big Yankees on there. But but no. Um, why? Do you, are you going to put stickers on your computer? I'm not a sticker person. Yeah. yeah. Too much pressure. Yeah. Yeah. You have Too to permanent. really be committed. Yeah, I love yeah. That. so so then no tattoos or do you have no tattoos? Tattoo? Yeah, neither Adrian and I neither do we. I'm not opposed, but like I kind of if I get one, want to do it when I'm like in my 50s or 60s. Oh, I love that. And yeah, yeah. You'll, yeah, like if you'll I know what you're passionate about then. For sure. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And now, okay, permanent makes me think of beauty because obviously, what Adrian and I love about makeup is that it's not permanent. You know, like you can you can kind of work on an eyeshadow and then be like, oh, I don't like it and take it off. And that's what the beauty I think of makeup is, is that you can self-explore without being totally committed, right? But talk, you know, how has your journey been with beauty being a redhead and, you know, brows, lashes, all of that? Oh my goodness. Well, I'll start by saying I love my how to be a redhead box. I literally use it today to do like a no makeup makeup look. Oh, I love yay. that. I love that. You. I was going to ask you what you're doing because it's very natural, but it looks really good. So all I have on right now is just some moisturizer, the brow one with the little spoolie. Yep. The long one. Yes, our volumizing. Or, oh, I'm oh sorry. The oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Is it thin? Is it thin or is it like? It's thin and long yeah. and the spoolie is like itty bitty. Yeah. It's. Oh, yeah. Our long wearing. The long yep. wearing. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that one is, that one's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the Auburn or the yeah the Auburn mascara, which has been a life changer for me. Truly, okay. this mascara, I love because it. especially in the summertime or like when I'm working from home, I don't want to put on makeup because I don't want like black mascara on for like a random day. Yeah, but I want people to be able to see my face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so those those two things are like pretty much all that I I put on every morning now. 
love them. Um, and you tried our finely glossy shampoo. Yes, I'm still using it too. How's it? Oh, good. It looks great. That your hair? Do you have to style your hair, or is that your hair air dried? This is a blow dried. Oh, um, I've never, I've never dyed my hair, and I've, I'm terrified of dyeing it. Me too. Um, mostly because I'm, I'm like afraid that. I feel like someone told me when I was a girl once that if I dyed my hair, it would change how it comes out at the roots. And I'm realizing now that that's probably not true. I, I but... yeah, yeah. I know what well, they mean, yeah, but yeah. Growth. Yeah. I guess they I meant, mean... maybe they meant that it would change your current red hair. That would make sense. I don't know. But I've been afraid. I was like, if I dye my hair and then my hair doesn't grow back the same color, I'll be very sad. So I've never dyed it. But so would, you dye ring- it, would you dye it if an acting role said... You couldn't do a wig. One, this would require this would require you to dye it like blonde or brown for the right role. Yeah. Okay. Not yeah. for uh, any any uh, any random random event. Yeah. If I yeah. was like Jessica Chastain level, then for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think she uses wig. I think she only uses wigs. Really? Only wigs. She's never dyed it. She <gasps> won't. Never mind then. If Jessica Chastain doesn't have to, then neither do I. I take it back. Those like, are the standards now. The, Those are standards. The help, the help kicked off her career, the movie, and she was a blonde, and she wore a wig then. And then that the one she just got a bunch of awards for, um, Tammy, the she mm-hmm. that was a wig. Yeah, yeah. And, and even she when she was at the like, Met, when she was at the Met for like Carl, oh, she was Carl, yeah. yes, yeah, that, she that wore was a wig, wig. yeah. Actually, wow. people they're just really high quality wigs. I know. Yeah, they are. They are. And I'm sure she has like the top people putting it on. It's kind of like Game I don't know, Sophie, if you were Game of Thrones. Of course. But love Game of Thrones. And um, I loved following a lot of the uh, the actresses on Instagram stories because when the show was, you know, doing the live episodes, they would always share like their wig process. And I always found that so amazing because it would always take like a number of people just to install one wig and it would take hours and hours and hours and hours because then you're watching the show and it's like 4K or whatever. And you're like, mm-hmm. wow, it looks so real. But yet it's a fake wig. It's a wig. Movie magic. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. But one thing I love about the finely glossy is that it, it's, it satisfies a childhood itch of being able to like go to I remember going to like Target and looking at like the shampoos and seeing all of these products for like blondes and brunettes and like the Garnier that has the yeah. co- the hair color on it and all the red ones were like always color depositing and I didn't want to mm. do that and so I kind of feel like I'm like that kid in the Target store getting her like special hair dye but it's just fun Fun little shampoo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we love yeah. hearing that. We have more shades coming out of mascara too. So, oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We're with really the new excited. brush. So yeah. we're and really different yeah. shades too. So we're excited. in different shades. Yes. We're really excited. So, okay. well, Sophie, I feel like we could talk to you forever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't believe that it's almost been an hour. Really. I mean, it's just like been so great to talk with you. Um, but we want to just end this asking what's next for you. Um, in, you know, I can't believe we're already ending almost, I mean, only a few more months left in 2023. So what's next for you this year and then next year? I filmed two shorts this year that are currently being submitted to festivals. So hopefully that's will be out and available to see soon at a festival near you. And I'm also embarking on a new career in the travel industry. And I will be hopefully traveling about, listening to good music while I do it, and continuing to post about all my outfits on Instagram and TikTok. Oh, I love that. We love your page. We love your page. Yeah, we do. I love your products and your and your content. I love I love. I'm learning how to be a redhead from from two experts. (laughs) Oh, thank you. So nice to meet you, Sophie. Thanks, y'all. Redheads, have you heard? We added our first hair care product to the How to Be a Redhead beauty line. It's called Finely Glossy, and it's a shine and luminosity shampoo for redheads. Like all of our products, it's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. Give luminosity and radiance to your red hair without color depositing. Redheads, we can now rejoice. Finally, there are products for us. Shop Finely Glossy and our line of brow and mascara products. Finally have brows and finally have lashes at shop.howtobearedhead.com. 
Well, I have to say, I love that she uses all of our products. <laughs> I know. I know. I love that too. I love that too. I sometimes like feel weird like talking about our own products on I the know. podcast because it's not like very you and I, but it was so organic and I'm so glad that she's enjoying it. So yeah, we have some really great products releasing. Um, a, a couple days ago, we posted basically a, a blurry little blur. photo of... Mm two products that we're releasing. We also shared a video of new a new mascara wand with new formula and new shades of mascara that we are launching. So there's a lot happening this fall for us and so And it's redhead season. So And it's officially redhead season. So happy fall. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know what that is, we start Oh my gosh, Adrian, we came up with that term like a decade ago, right? Plus, yeah. 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 Remember doing that photo shoot with Sarah Jane in Asheville? Yes, yes. <laughs> and we just came up with it because we realized that fall is a great time where it's the leaves match our hair and all the colors that you can wear in your wardrobe that you may put aside during the spring and summer kind of come out and they're so redhead friendly colors. So we thought it's redhead season, even though we know we always get, Oh, er, you know, throughout the years, redhead season, we just think that it's special time. And now, you know, with everything being like cowboy copper and all of this and pumpkin this, um, that red is trending and it always is trending and it's here to stay because, you know, red is just, People want the color man. <laughs> yeah, no, they really, they really do. Yeah, so we coined Redhead Season a while ago. Of course, it is the theme of the Fall Deluxe H2 Bar Box, which shipped out I, last week. The time is flying by. So we hope everyone's enjoying their Fall Deluxe H2 Bar Box, which also had finely glossy and a custom redhead makeup bag and like $300 plus in value. It's been an incredible beauty box. And so we're really excited about that. So we have a lot going on. And so we'll just keep everyone updated on the podcast as we continue to roll out sneak peeks and announce dates. I know the next day that we're really looking forward to is National Love Your Red Hair Day, which is November 5th, but we're going to be celebrating it November 3rd, which is Friday, Saturday, the 4th, and then right into the 5th on that Sunday. So we're going to be celebrating National Love Your Red Hair Day all weekend. So it's going to be a really, really fun time. And so we're we're pumped for the next couple of weeks. And so the season has been really, really fun. And um, we'll talk about what we have in store for 2024 and upcoming episodes too. But we, yeah, we love talking to influencers and we love to talk to people who have tried our products and, and you know, um, relate to our brand. And Stephanie and I will be walking around New York City next weekend mm-hmm. <laughs> to do our more street videos. So um, we're really excited to talk to more redheads. I, I know, Steph, we love to hear people's stories. And I think so many of us have so much in common. And I read a comment the other day on Instagram Steph, I think we were talking about it and we said that it's really cool because a lot of redheads are writing in saying that they, when they see a redhead on the street, obviously you glance, but you don't know their life story. So for yeah, a lot of people, exactly. for a lot of people, you know, looking forward to a new street episode coming out every Thursday on all of our social links, they're like, oh, wow, now I get to see what other redheads are like and what their life is like. And I think that that's really the cool the cool part about doing these interviews. So we'll be dropping a new episode every Thursday, which we're, which we're super, super pumped about. So, so much to look forward to. I feel like this has been one of our best, if not the best year we've had with How to Be a Redhead. And we just continue to grow. So it's so exciting. And I just feel like the podcast really wraps it all together. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you for listening and growing with us redheads. But yeah, I totally agree. Um, So yes, now, of course, it's time for question and answers. Daily, we get an array of questions from social media, comments, emails, DMs. And we thought that it would be fun to bring it to this season of our podcast. So we'll answer a few in today's episode. And if you have a question that you want to ask us, email us at h2barpodcast at gmail.com or DM us on social, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, even Twitter. I guess it's called X now. Um, and our handle is how to be a redhead. So let's get right into it. The questions for today's episode. 
what are some natural remedies to help with my red hair fading? Um, and we received this from Sev on Instagram stories. Um, and I think that this is something that we've talked a lot about. The first thing that comes to mind is, well, I guess two things. In terms of natural remedies, we've heard great things about cranberry juice and beet juice. Of course, I'm just saying this. Do not just run to the store right away and pick up these two products. (laughs) Test it on your hair first. Do some research. We have done a research where we've done articles about this, but prior... Team members and writers have tried these two remedies. Adrian and I have not, but they're just something that we've heard great results from. Um, Or I guess, Adrian, you did try during the book tour. I I did. I did. I did. Yep. It's in our book. I actually tried cranberry juice because I was afraid at that time to use color depositing shampoo. So yeah, I did. We... We we've heard of Kool Aid. <laughs> yep, we've heard of, yeah we've we've been talking about these natural remedies for red hair fading. So we'll pop them all in the podcast notes because they are some really cool ones um, that you can definitely try. And if you haven't really experienced too much fading, you don't have any whites, uh, and you're willing to experiment, I think that you'll have some fun with this if you want to just try something supernatural. Yeah, I've also heard of cinnamon for covering your roots. So that's also an article that we talked about a while ago. So we'll include that in the podcast notes as well. The second question is from Ashley on TikTok. She wrote, is it possible for redheads to live in the Caribbean without (laughs) dying from the sun? I'm joking, but I just moved to the Caribbean and need tips. Ashley, I think it's just all about um, staying obviously sun protected. If you know the sun is... Yeah, UPF clothing, sun hat, a wide brim hat even because with the baseball cap, sometimes, you know, you're still, the sun is still hitting the mm-hmm. sides and uh, your chin. And then SPF sunscreen, um, maybe even sunscreen in your makeup, which it will be really helpful. Seeking shade when possible. I think that that's really important and making sure that you're reapplying every few hours. Yeah. But yeah, if you're in the Caribbean girl, like whether you're move you move there it sounds like or if you're listening you're like, "Oh my gosh, we're visiting, you know, in the Caribbean this coming year to escape the winter." Definitely follow those sun safety tips because your skin you won't regret regret it. You know, it's it's can be tedious on a trip to making sure that you're reapplying every 2 hours and doing all of this stuff, but it is so worth it in the end. And we want to just make sure that we are protecting our skin throughout the year, especially when you're in hot places like the Caribbean, closer to the equator. I would also find sunscreen that you really love. I think really really finding a line that you love will make your experience better because no one wants to try or put on a sunscreen that is sticky and makes you feel even hotter. No one wants that. So find find sunscreen you love, find clothing that you love, find a hat that you love and depend on those and just be really consistent. And I think that you will end up finding so much peace with that because no one wants a sunburn either, you know? Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll add in some podcast notes um, about some of our favorite sunscreens. Yeah, so want to help us spread the news about the How to Be a Redhead brand in this podcast, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends, redheads, and everyone else to subscribe. You can listen to this podcast directly on howtobearedhead.com, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to look at the podcast notes with products mentioned and so much more. Rock it like a redhead. Rock it like a redhead. <laughs>